You are listening to the weekly Bible lesson from the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is the lesson for Sunday, August 1st, 2021. Subject, Love. The Golden Text, Romans. Love is the fulfilling of the law. The responsive reading is from Psalms. Oh, how love I thy law! It is my meditation all the day. Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. Hold thou me up, and I shall be safe. And I will have respect unto thy statutes continually. Therefore I love thy commandments above gold. Yea, above fine gold. Order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. The Bible, Joshua Take diligent heed to do the commandment and the law, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, charged you, to love the Lord your God, and to walk in all his ways, and to keep his commandments, and to cleave unto him, and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. Ruth Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled, that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi, and the name of his two sons, Malan and Chilion. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband died, and she was left and her two sons. And they took them wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other Ruth. And they dwelled there about ten years. And Malan and Chilion died also, both of them. And the woman was left of her two sons and her husband. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law, that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you, as ye have dealt with the dead, and with me. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice, and wept. And they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And Naomi said, Turn again, my daughters, go your way for I am too old to have an husband. 
And they lifted up their voice and wept again. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. So they too went until they came to Bethlehem. And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth, of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabitess said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field, and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I shall find grace. Then said Boaz unto his servant that was set over the reapers, Whose damsel is this? And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, It is the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go thou after them. Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou art athirst, go unto the vessels and drink of that which the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face, and bowed herself to the ground, and said unto him, Why have I found grace in thine eyes, that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath fully been showed me, all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother and the land of thy nativity, and art come unto a people which thou knowest not heretofore. The Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel under whose wings thou art come to trust. Zephaniah The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. Romans Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. Galatians For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. 1 John Beloved, 
let us love one another. For love is of God, and every one that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God love his brother also. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science Textbook. Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. Let us reassure ourselves with the law of love. Divine love always has met and always will meet every human need. It is not well to imagine that Jesus demonstrated the divine power to heal only for a select number or for a limited period of time, since to all mankind, and in every hour, divine love supplies all good. The miracle of grace is no miracle to love. Love for God and man is the true incentive in both healing and teaching. Love inspires illumines, designates, and leads the way. Right motives give pinions to thought, and strength and freedom to speech and action. Love is priestess at the altar of truth. Wait patiently for divine love to move upon the waters of mortal mind and form the perfect concept. Patience must have her perfect work. The divine love, which made harmless the poisonous viper, which delivered men from the boiling oil, from the fiery furnace, from the jaws of the lion, can heal the sick in every age and triumph over sin and death. It crowned the demonstrations of Jesus 
with unsurpassed power and love. But the same mind which was also in Christ Jesus must always accompany the letter of science in order to confirm and repeat the ancient demonstrations of prophets and apostles. Truth has no consciousness of error. Love has no sense of hatred. Life has no partnership with death. Truth, life, and love are a law of annihilation to everything unlike themselves, because they declare nothing except God. It has been said, and truly, that Christianity must be science, and science must be Christianity, else one or the other is false and useless but neither is unimportant or untrue, and they are alike in demonstration. This proves the one to be identical with the other. Christianity, as Jesus taught it, was not a creed, nor a system of ceremonies, nor a special gift from a ritualistic Jehovah but it was the demonstration of divine love, casting out error and healing the sick, not merely in the name of Christ or truth, but in demonstration of truth, as must be the case in the cycles of divine light. This is the doctrine of Christian science that divine love cannot be deprived of its manifestation or object, that joy cannot be turned into sorrow, for sorrow is not the master of joy, that good can never produce evil, that matter can never produce mind, nor life result in death. The perfect man governed by God, his perfect principle, is sinless and eternal. The suppositional warfare between truth and error is only the mental conflict between the evidence of the spiritual senses and the testimony of the material senses. And this warfare between the spirit and flesh will settle all questions through faith in and the understanding of divine love. Heaven represents harmony, and divine science interprets the principle of heavenly harmony. The great miracle to human sense is divine love, and the grand necessity of existence is to gain the true idea of what constitutes the kingdom of heaven in man. This goal is never reached while we hate our neighbor or entertain a false estimate of anyone whom God has appointed to voice his word. The tender word 
and Christian encouragement of an invalid, pitiful patience with his fears and the removal of them, are better than hecatombs of gushing theories, stereotyped borrowed speeches, and the doling of arguments, which are but so many parodies on legitimate Christian science, aflame with divine love. This is what is meant by seeking truth, Christ. To ascertain our progress, we must learn where our affections are placed and whom we acknowledge and obey as God. If divine love is becoming nearer, dearer, and more real to us, matter is then submitting to spirit. The objects we pursue and the spirit we manifest reveal our standpoint and show what we are winning. Truth's immortal idea is sweeping down the centuries, gathering beneath its wings the sick and sinning. My weary hope tries to realize that happy day when man shall recognize the science of Christ and love his neighbor as himself, when he shall realize God's omnipotence and the healing power of the divine love in what it has done and is doing for mankind. The promises will be fulfilled. The time for the reappearing of the divine healing is throughout all time, and whosoever layeth his earthly all on the altar of divine science drinketh of Christ's cup now, and is endued with the spirit and power of Christian healing. The power of Christian science and divine love is omnipotent. It is indeed adequate to unclasp the hold and to destroy disease, sin, and death. The substance of all devotion is the reflection and demonstration of divine love, healing sickness, and destroying sin. Our Master said, If ye love me, keep my commandments. One's aim a point beyond faith should be to find the footsteps of truth, the way to health and holiness. In other words, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Love God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole of man in his image and likeness. Divine love is infinite. Therefore, all that really exists is in and of God and manifests his love. I will now read the three daily duties from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy. Daily Prayer It shall be the duty of every member of this church to pray each day Thy kingdom come, 
Let the reign of divine truth, life, and love be established in me and rule out of me all sin. And may thy word enrich the affections of all mankind and govern them. A Rule for Motives and Acts Neither animosity nor mere personal attachment should impel the motives or acts of the members of the Mother Church. In science, divine love alone governs man, and a Christian scientist reflects the sweet amenities of love in rebuking sin, in true brotherliness, charitableness, and forgiveness. The members of this church should daily watch and pray to be delivered from all evil, from prophesying, judging, condemning, counseling, influencing, or being influenced erroneously. Alertness to Duty It shall be the duty of every member of this church to defend himself daily against aggressive mental suggestion and not be made to forget nor to neglect his duty to God, to his leader, and to mankind. By his works he shall be judged and justified or condemned. And from Science and Health, Christian Scientists, be a law to yourselves that mental malpractice cannot harm you, either when asleep or when awake. This Bible lesson was prepared by the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. It is comprised of scriptural quotations from the King James Bible and correlative passages from the Christian Science Textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. For more information, please visit our website, plainfieldcs.com. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed day.